awesome privilege and the opportunity to know and to experience God. Amen. To know, to perceive him, mm. that he's here, that he's in you, he's around you, he's upon you. It's a privilege. There's no money that can buy the satisfaction and the gratitude to be called the beloved of God. Our teaching today is a second part of a revealed time or a, a revealed period of time the glory so we're in part two declaring what's revealed the glory we're going to be recapping our last teaching a revealed period in time the glory just to bring everyone up to date my prayer is that for those who find it hard to experience God, hard to experience his presence, and can't seem to hear his voice. My prayer today for you is just yield your way and your Amen. will to him and allow the will of God to become your will. And you will experience him. You will hear from him. Amen. You'll taste and see that his word is good. Not a show. It's not just something that you do out of tradition. It's how you were raised, but it's a relationship. That's my most earnest prayer for you today. A recap of our last teaching. A revealed period in time to glory. Our foundation scripture was Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of being in his presence. This is why some of us can't seem to experience him. We have fallen short of his glory because of this sin that we inherit through Adam, the fallen man. The church is in grave danger because we can't seem to sense his presence anymore. Mm. We can't hear him. We can't feel him. We don't know he's there. We pray and we cry out to a person who we act like is not even in the room with us. We say prayer. We sing songs to someone that is really not real to us. Mm -hmm something or a story that was told to us. We are worshiping a tradition and not our Savior, which causes us not to be able to be in his presence. We're in grave danger. We're unable to live in accordance with our higher calling. We find it impossible to live right. We find it impossible to love him because we're not in our original environment and that is in the presence of God. Amen. We find it impossible to love those who are impossible to love because we're not in the love environment, the presence of God. We find it impossible to have a sane mind and why I'm up one day and down tomorrow, why I feel like I love you today and I hate you tomorrow is because I'm not in my original environment of sanity, peace. I'm not in that environment. It's impossible to love, to show forth love, because we're not in our original environment, the presence of God. We're no longer placing a demand on the fivefold ministry, on the leaders. We're not placing a demand that you be before God before you come and you, you come, you be before me. 
You have to be before God, the presence of God, before I allow you to impart any word in me. But the only way that you would know that if you yourself have been in the presence of God. And then you demand, it's on an automatic policy, that you demand the anointing flows from leadership to you. Otherwise, there are empty words coming out of an empty vessel. Thus, your life is not changing. And you don't understand why your relationships are not working. Because you're not placing a demand on your spiritual leader that they be in the throne room. Amen? Amen. We have become a religious people who keep traditions and we leave our position of our environment. We have become a religious people where tradition is our worship. Mm -hmm. Tradition is our God. We stepped out of position of our original environment, his presence, and we have stepped in and lived in and lived throughout tradition. This is why we can't hear. This is why you don't give. When I say give, we don't give of ourselves. Everything that you think is yours, you keep because you think is yours. Because tradition has told you to hold on to everything. Because you're going to lose if you give. But the principle of the kingdom of God says to give to receive. Mm -hmm. Give of yourself. Mm -hmm. Give of your time. Give of your riches, your wealth, so that I can, you can have more in your storehouse. There's no way that you are not putting something in the bank, a, a surmountable amount in the bank, and you go to make a withdrawal, and it's $12 there. You place tens of thousands of dollars in your account, and you go to make a withdrawal, and there's $12 there. Only way that's happening if you're not making a heavenly deposit. You have to make heavenly deposits. Amen. Amen. This is all part of being in the presence of God. All who you are. What he called you to be. How to live your life. This is how you're living. You're living traditionally. Tradition has taught us as children, give the children a dollar. And this is what Ivan brought up. It's using tradition first to let you know what you're worshiping. Give the kids a dollar so they have something. Or touch the basket. That's why we don't have baskets. If you don't have anything, because this, this is a, a faith touch. Which you know you don't have faith, you don't have the desire to give. Touch the basket. And the next time you're able to give. And then we're told these traditional stories. You're coming out. Talked about the lion's den. Talked about, you know, the three Hebrew boys coming out. And how they were in the fire and they weren't consumed. All of these stories been told to us. But nothing about these stories changed your life. Tradition was your foundation. Relationship was not your foundation. This is why when you, get, you grew older, your tithes and offering stayed at never to what the word of God says. He said, bring your tithes and offering to the storehouse. Your tithes and offering became to be from a dollar to five dollars, and you max it up at 20. And you know why? Because tradition have you and your giving, tradition have you in your serving, so I don't feel like it, so I don't do it. But you had some believing people in the house of God that totally gave up of themselves, of their time. You see them leaving church 10 and 11 o'clock because they were clean, and Dave can attest to it because I know you were one of those people. Mm -hmm. You were even... Digging ditches for our people to be buried in. You, you were doing that on the side. Mm -hmm. Late night. 
had your family to go to. But we think we're neglecting our family. He said, the kingdom, seek first the kingdom. Mm. And he said, you come to me, you must first deny everybody. And first of all, yourselves. Amen. Then you become worthy to be called my disciple. Tradition. That's what we're worshiping. I don't want to bring you down. I want you to be up. <laughs> but it causes you to not be able to live in your higher order of life. Amen. Tradition Amen. causes you to live the lower nature. You're going to be poverty stricken in your mind. Mm. You may have something in the bank, but your mind in is insane. Mm. You have no peace. You have these extreme highs and extreme lows because no disorder. The only disorder is your disobedience. Mm. Mm. That you want to obey God. And which causes you not to be able. And that last scripture that was read really talked about when everything, when hell and chaos is all around you, mm -hmm. it says that the, the real believer it's going to be satisfied and at peace. With your circumstances all up, lined up against you, nothing working for you, but the believing servant of the Lord is going to be satisfied. Mm. Not only saved, he said, but you're going to have riches spiritually. See. You're going to be able to endure the hardship. Mm. Come on. The real believing saint. All what's going on around you because you are worshiping in spite of what you see. You're still believing in spite of what you see because you're in the presence of God. God. And you're not looking earthly bound. Amen. You're anchored in. You're going to be. And it, it, he kept repeating it. He, were, he kept reminding you yeah. that you and you're going to be blessed. You're going to be empowered. You can have strength that you, you didn't think you're going to have, Star. Mm. And you're going to see where you don't think you can see. That's right. And what's impossible to you is going to become possible. The impossibility is now going to be your possibilities. That's going to be your new position. Oh, my goodness. All what's impossible is possible. Oh That's what I'm speaking. That's how I live now. Because you're not worshiping tradition. Amen. Relationship. I'm in a relationship with the most high God. God. Jesus. That causes me to be triumphant. That causes me when I should be pulling up my, my hair and I should be yelling, fussing back at you. But it causes me to humble myself and to silence myself. Because I use that as an example because even last night we was going to the store. I use myself. Uh, we're going to the store and I I, I wanted some a few new things. feel like I work hard enough. I should be able to get these new things. And um uh, Pastor had already got me some new things. I just want some more right in the same night. I just, see how the flesh just never can be satisfied? I want go ahead. right in the same night. You already got some stuff, want some more. Can I go to another store and get something else? And, um, go ahead, talk about yourself. When I <laughs> it went there, and it's good to have people to have to be accountable. And I even love when Fee came over there. We start while she was praying. We, we should. We should be in agreement. Amen. Agreement with the brethren. Amen. You know, I may not know all what, what, you, what you're dealing with, but hey, I'm right there. I, Amen. I believe you. Yeah, it's coming to pass. That's all I need I'm to know. I'm standing with you. I'm protecting <laughs> your mind. Uh, it, it, you know, it's going to come to pass. God has, God has already done it. It's finished. It's That's a it. done work. Amen. Amen. So be it to you, sister. I'm standing in God. All of that. We have to have a good friend. Amen. You I said, a good friend. A good friend. At least one. At least. At least one person that you can call on. You got, and I'm a yeah. professional friend. Y'all know pastor is a professional friend. So I was out and about. Already had gotten some, you know, great things. And, and I was very grateful. But I was not grateful enough because I wanted some more things. He just didn't took me to another store. I've been all right. And so anyway, went to another store, and I, I saw it, and he said, come on in, babe. 
real, I mean, I already did this. We didn't come for that. And then I'm trying to justify the, the price, justify, I, I worked so hard. Why can't I just do this, da, da, da. And so, of course, he still wanted to get it. But then, so Rocket, she, she slipped me. She said, go ahead and get it, you know. And uh, so I got it and uh, got in the car. And he noticed, I saw what you did, Rocket. You know, he said, I would have gotten it for it. You know, I didn't want you to do that. And um, then I'm still running my mouth. <laughs> got everything you want, Mom. Still running your mouth. <laughs> get everything you want and still running your mouth. Just be quiet. And so... He was like, you know, you just, you know, you, we just got to be careful, you know. He's the one that budget. I don't budget money. I just spend it. So he says, you know, yeah, it's the budget. Watch for the budget. I said, so I'm running out. Well, I mean, did that break the budget? Did that break the budget? If that broke the budget, you know, I'm just, so I'm going. And so Rock said, Auntie, be quiet, Auntie. Auntie, just be quiet. <laughs> and so. She tried to get me to be quiet, so I was being quiet for a few seconds, and I opened my mouth again, feet. And then when my husband said, he looked at me, he looked at me hard, and he said, he said, bae, he said, that's enough. And when he said that was enough, I looked back at him, I said, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> See, mm -hmm. and it's how you say what you say, yep. and the love of him and it's like, just please be quiet, because don't make me go there with you. Just, I want you to be quiet so I don't have to, you don't pull me out that to this place. I don't want to go there. See, I won't deal with and, the spiritual male. Right, yeah, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I felt the love. I did feel the love you that you wanted me to please be quiet. <laughs> so, I think the best example is to use ourselves yeah. in this matter, because we yeah. do, uh, do the same thing y'all do. Yeah. It's just how do we do it is the key. Because if it would end in an argument, that would be that would profit neither one of us. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And and then it it started, it was really a two-day ordeal. Pastor Boy time for all that. I, I put it out there that I, I repented. It's really a two-day ordeal. I'm gonna tell it all. <laughs> no, just but but Mel has her own way that she does her uh, with me, me and her. And how we mm -hmm. handle, how we handle, listen to this, how we handle that could be very stressful thing. Mm -hmm. And she know me. Yeah. She know it ain't things with me. Right. It's not that. She knows, she knows my heart. She knows, I love it because it's, it's, she knows my response to certain mm -hmm. things and how mm -hmm. I respond. And she can judge if I say this, it's going to pull this to the exactly. total wrong situation. Yeah, so true. what I love about it is that she know that mm -hmm. and she control that because it doesn't mm -hmm. profit us anything. Yeah. It doesn't, mm -hmm. in my marriage, mm -hmm. it doesn't profit us yeah. to be at war with each mm -hmm. other. Now, when I do that, if, you don't, if you're not really spiritual, you can know now the enemy going to come in on our kids. Right. No. He can come in on my grown kids. He can come in on Gabby. He can come yeah. in on my son. He can mm -hmm. do while we at odds. That's and right. we don't. We don't see it because we never go take time to go behind the scenes. Right. Why are we at this point right now? Yeah, and it's so good because we yeah. do, we're very good when it comes to knowing each other. And you don't have to really say anything. It's like, oh, that's mm -mm. it, it's enough. I said, yep, yes, that's enough. And I was calm. Normally I could, you know, I'd be done popped off, but you I was did. like, this is, not, this is not working. <laughs> that's not the, that, I know the response I'm going to get, and that's not what I want. And because the love that we have for each other, I can see that I'm hurting him. I can see that when we're getting ready to be divided, it hurts him. And for some of us, sometimes it doesn't look, yeah, Whitney, yeah. It make you feel like that. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt him. So it brings me back. And this is the thing that when you really love a person, you see what you're saying or doing uh, is hurting them, then you quickly pull up. You quickly pull back, Amen. you know, because that's a very selfish thing. If you keep plowing through with that, yeah. the very and that's one of the things that I admire about her. Yeah. She knows, she knows triggers. As husband and wives, you mm -hmm. you need to know triggers. Yeah, and she is very good with my trigger. And she yeah. know I don't like I don't say man first of all, but she knows my trigger. And she, yeah. you know, she's re I respect that she 
sees my, what bothers me. Yeah. And she's exactly. not. At, at one point, she'll be like, "Okay, now that's that's too much. I got to pull back. It's my check now," which is good. And we don't do, do that. Self check. This is why we stay in arguments because we don't pull back and say, "You know what? I don't do a self check." That's right. Mm -hmm. And then my kids, our kids keep us <laughs> in line too. So when I got in the house. He told it on me, and Peaches and Carl was there. Peaches said, pray don't, for her, too. Don't talk to nobody. Don't Nobody talk to her. She was wrong today. She actually said all the daughters. So She actually said all the, all the daughters. Yeah, they're mouthy. They're mouthy. Anyway, that was the recap and a, and a sidetrack. So um, part two of the glory really deals with understanding the supernatural domain. All right, now. Faith, anointing, and glory. Buckle up. Understanding the supernatural domain. This is what this is really about, okay? Um, before we get going, I want to read um, I want to read the foundation scripture and also supporting. And then what I'm going to do is go over some key terms for you, okay? Because before we really get into the deep study, you need to understand the terms that's going to be involved, all right? Mm -hmm. So our foundation scripture is Revelation 4.1. And I'll be reading the New Living Translation. Again, that's Revelation 4.1. Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. Mm. And the same voice I had heard before mm. spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly, I was in the spirit. We're talking about declaring what's revealed, the glory. Declaring what's revealed, the glory. When we're having our worship, our prayer time, the word is being read, we need to be able to discern what is actually going on. What domain are we in? Are we in a domain of, the, of the, our faith? Are we in the domain of the anointing? Or, or the glory. Mm -hmm. But we've never thought, how many people really have thought about this when you go to church? You just hype on the words, the enticing words that are said, and the music, the choir, and then you have no lasting foundation to build upon because you have not discerned what was happening in the atmosphere. That's right. In the supernatural, we are a spirit. And you need to understand what happened in the supernatural domain. Amen. Amen. Ever heard about that? The supernatural domain. Mm -mm. Probably heard Not about the it. Probably went, drove right past your house, right? You know, some people, they aren't expecting to experience the glory. They just want to <laughs> hear the people shout, proclaim, yeah. perform, entertain, and then I'm gone. Yeah. Exactly. Not experiencing or even understanding that I am part of that atmosphere. Exactly. And we need, to, we need to understand that, that we are a part of it. And you initiate it. Amen. Could you. Yeah, Mom. Mom, you go right ahead. You're more than welcome to ask, ask a question. It's because when it comes to the word of God, we don't talk about the supernatural. We're so good. Your birth, your new birth was supernatural. That, nothing was natural about now you, you've died, but you live. How do you do that? That's not natural. Either you're dead or you're not. Supernatural means that is which is above nature, mm -hmm. natural. Mm -hmm. So, and you're not wrong. There are demons yes. and spirits in the supernatural, but Jesus and God are supernatural. Mm -hmm. The whole warfare is supernatural. If you can remove the flesh mm -hmm. and the carnal mindset, everything is supernatural. That's right. Everything. Evil and good is in the supernatural. Yes. Amen. And that's, that's good. And this is why people are afraid of in church. Yep. Deliverance. First of all, women, God is supernatural. supernatural. The one you worshiping, the one you raising your he, hands to. Your whole relationship with him supernatural. is supernatural. But we are afraid of the gifts. Mm -hmm. Speaking in, in tongues. We are afraid of miracles. We are. So we don't believe because we're afraid of all this. We are afraid of casting out demons that all this is super, because you were never taught first of all you are a spirit amen which is clothed in flesh you are spirit first but you have a body 
But your body is not who you, you are. are. Hodge, who you are is your spirit. Mm -hmm. Your body didn't come first when you were born. Read Genesis, it's right there. Your spirit did. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So what does it say? We're going to break it down a little bit here. Revelation 4, 1 and 2. After these things, I looked. What is he talking about? We know this is John talking. That's right. After these things, I looked. It introduced a new unit in John's vision sequence. John was having various vision sequences. Mm -hmm. One after another after another. After these things, I looked. He was already having a vision. But they were happening in different parts. He said, then I looked. The first voice I heard. What, who's referring to? Mm -hmm. He's referring to the son of man. That's the first voice he heard. Jesus Christ, the judge of the church, the judge of this world. That was the first voice he heard. It wasn't like there was another voice after that. That was just the first voice that he heard was a son, a man behind him. Mm -hmm. The voice that sounded like a blast of a, a trumpet. That was pretty loud. That first voice, the son of man, the judge of this world, the judge of the church. Third, come up here. John had to leave earth and enter heaven. Mm. Come up here. Supernatural. Can you imagine that voice behind you sounding like a blast of a trumpet? Then it says, come up here. Curbside. Come where I am. Come in my presence. The spirit. Go ahead. So he leaves earth and he enters into heaven. And he does this on three separate occasions. And he, he's been invited to a place to where he see revel, different revelations of visions. He's invited to receive various revelations of several visions. And he writes them. And these are in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that God would choose you to come up, to leave earth and come up in heaven? Mom, and he give you these sequence of visions, but not only that, but the importance of those visions, the revelation of those visions, and you start to write them down for generations and generations and generations to come. That's real good. He was invited to a place to see revelation, and God is inviting you to come to a place to receive revelation. Leave your sense knowledge mm. and your own reasoning and your so-called intellect, which you only have 10% of your brain working anyway. That's it, if that. But your new recreated human spirit have the capability of 100%. This is why all of us are the most elite intellectuals. Amen. Because we're born again. Come on with it. I was told that this type of ministry, you know, you got to be real smarter, you know, to try, try to really get what's going on here at Walker Ministry because it's kind of difficult, the type of teaching. It's not the case because you were all born again, and that makes all of us, the most intellectual people on this earth. Go ahead. Because that. your brain is working at the capacity of 100%. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Spiritual. Show you what must take place, that verse. John sees events and he understands their significance. He not only sees visions, but he sees the vision and he understands the vision. So he wrote it down and he made it plain. Amen. 
after these things it talks about, what will happen after the church has run its course? End time. But it's pre, mid, trib, post, all of that. Mm -hmm. But John here is talking about, he has a vision what's going to happen after the church has run its course. He has a revelation of that. This is a teachable moment. How to study the word of God. See what I did just with that one verse? Our supporting scripture here, Genesis 1, verse 1 through 3, King James. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Where there was nothing, but there was something. Where there was nothing, there was something. And he spoke, and nothing responded to become something. And this is what most of the prophets would do when they receive something from God. They would say, and I heard the word of the Lord coming to me, mm -hmm. and I see it, and I saw. I heard the word of the Lord come to me, and I saw. So here, there was nothing until the word came and framed Nothing. Before the word came, Holy Spirit had to move. So when the word was spoken, the word framed, the word framed the word. The word framed the word. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the word said, let there be light, and there was light. But before <coughs> the word said anything, the spirit moved. This is why immediately I was in the spirit when I <laughs> said. <laughs> Where we see nothing, we speak faith-filled words. Before I get into the chart here, I, I, I want to... Just explain a few terms with you. This is why we don't understand the supernatural, because we're trying to reason with our own intellect. And in your spirit, it just is. Because he is his spirit. And you have his spirit inside of you. And whatever you need, whether it's intellect, wisdom, it just is. It's there. But you're trying to find it outside of you. But it's just speak it. Frame it. And before you even speak it, because you have Holy Spirit in you, Holy Spirit has already moved on your behalf to bring it to pass. That's why the word has a self-fulfilling prophecy within it. Within the word is the power to fulfill it. So while you're speaking it, it's being fulfilled at the same time, being said in frame at the same time, whatever that is that you need to be framed, whatever you need to create, whatever you need to create is now. Just put a pause there. I just want to let you know how you should be operating in the, in the spirit because, like I said, the other day when I was taking a shower, how the enemy, you come to your mind and it's like, came from out of nowhere, just... <laughs> you feel me? You are closer to death. What? I'm like, instantly. See, I didn't have to, you know, think of a scripture or something. Let me go and pray and kneel down and pray to the Lord what's going on with my mind. Immediately, my spirit said, you are closer to your birth than your death. The closer I get to my immortality, right. which is my birth, the further I get away from my mortality, which is already my death, and that's behind me. Go ahead. 
My death is not in front of me. My death is in my past. That's behind me because I've already died to self. I am dead, but yet I'm living. So the older I get, the closer I get to my birth. That's the awakening. This is why older people are considered to be wise. Not because of the length of time, but there should be an understanding of everything that you experience that, you know, the way I used to think, this, this was the wrong way of thinking. This is the right way of thinking. You're supposed to have insight. Wisdom That's come right. with age, age, not stupidity. Mm -hmm. Amen? Be an old fool. You should be a wise. Amen. Person. You should. So let's talk about the key terms here. Good. Declare. We're going to talk about declare. We're going to talk about confession. And we're going to talk about faith domain, anointing domain, glory domain. All right? These are the key terms that you have to get before you leave today. And we can do part three of this uh, next go around. Declare. But first of all, let's talk about confession. Because declare is not something you're quite familiar with. Mm. Raise a hand. How many people are really familiar with declare? Cindy, okay. Quite do declare. I'll let you prove yourself, too. <laughs> confession. How many people are uh, familiar with confession? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Traditional stuff, church. Yeah, we're used to that. We'll confess all day, won't we? Above and not beneath. <laughs> You, you buy confession books. Mm -hmm. Teach you how to confess yeah. the word of God, huh? I do you that church, huh? <laughs> First of all, confessions, that's the one that you say you know, right? Somebody volunteer, tell me confession. What, what is confession? All right, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, okay, Shani. <laughs> Confession, exposing yourself. Hmm. Sounds like a in Catholic, Catholic response, don't it? In the Catholic church. But term, it yeah. is, I mean, that's 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 the traditional church response. It's confession, it's exposing. Uh-huh. Telling the truth, admitting to something. Hmm. That's good. It's really good. Confession. B. Proclaiming God's word. That's real good. Speaking faith-filled words. But most of the time you think when people speak it, are they really faith-filled? I think they're just speaking empty words. Because we can tell that their life reflects that. Yeah? Mm. So let's quickly just talking about confession. It is an open profession of faith. It simply really means to agree with God. To say the same things that he's saying, you agree with it. Confession. You mm -hmm. give God word back to him. Agreeing with God. Amen. Yeah. That's what I did when we found ourselves in a trying situation. For a person to confess, Excellent. what they have to do is agree with God about his finished work. That's what you agree. You mean not a car? No. Not a it is a lifestyle statement of your faith in Christ. That I, that that's me. That you can quote. That was a Melvin Walker quote. <laughs> <laughs> a lifestyle statement of your faith in Christ. Lifestyle. I love this one here. The last one. It requires putting aside any preconceived notions or teachings of men or tradition, mm -hmm. and letting the Holy Spirit teach a person confession. Put aside any preconceived notion, your own ideals, and teaching of men or their traditions, and letting Holy Spirit teach you. That's what it requires. That's what it requires to confess. Before you think you're going to confess, this is what you have to do first. Yeah, I didn't see that in any of the books. 
lot of scriptures, but yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of people confessing, but this is the initial requirement mm -hmm. that they will have to do is to throw away all your traditions and your preconceived notions about everything, mm. and then let Holy Spirit teach you. Declare. <laughs> Declare, um, just to save time, declare means this, to bring forth. Mm, all right. Acknowledge possession. Declare. Mm. Do you see the difference between that and confession? Big. Make known expressively and with great authority. Make known expressively and with great authority. You make known to everyone expressively and with great authority. Just like you have some kids playing together, and you, uh, one kid, this is their toy, and the other one won't play with it. But that child make known to this other child that this is mine. Hmm. It's my possession, and with great authority, they express it. <laughs> so there should be something in your life when it comes to the Word of God to where you're demonstrating your expressive authority of what you already possess. Not what you're trying to possess. That's good. What you already possess. This is why you tell the enemy, you can't have my children. Go ahead. You can't have my mind. Well, there you go. With great authority, mm. you express what is your possession. I already have my future husband. Mm -mm. <laughs> With great authority, you express that. That's and right. we see, and it comes to pass because you have declared, you have brought it forth, Whitney. Amen. Then you got some agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about these domains in the supernatural, the faith domains. And as you see here, real quickly before I go into them, I want you just to take notice of what we have here. This red line here is considered to be faith. And that's the structure of the invisible. Faith is the structure of the invisible. Not the substance of things hoped for and evidence things not seen. That is what the word says. Yes, it is. But I'm just trying to give you a deeper understanding of faith. And what it does. Then you will see this blue line here. And this is glory. This is the glory being declared and placed in time. Yet recorded also into history. And mm -hmm. so we're going to talk a little more about that. And then in the center you see eternity. We'll talk a little more about that. So faith domain. It's God's divine persuasion. You're fully persuaded when you have faith in God. Mm. It's God's divine persuasion of his will that constructs or frame matter from the invisible. It's God's divine persuasion of his will that constructs or frame matter from the invisible. With this faith domain, what's happening here is that you're seeing... You're seeing what you don't see here in this red line is the anointing that has been given to you in your faith. Mm. And we know that the anointing is the ability to do what you would normally have the ability to do. You've been called to, you've been called to do a work for God. And, and with that work that you've been called for, you've been anointed with the capability and the skill set to do it. So within your faith, Something that you, you don't think, I can't do this. It, just like with Pastor, with uh, his, um, his skill set in graphic design, is something that he never really went to school for. This is something that God gives you that, whether it's natural in the natural or in the fivefold ministry, he gives you an anointing to do what you could normally do. So within your faith, you have that anointing to do that. Okay? So what's happening here? First of all, that you are persuaded in your faith. You're persuaded to do the will of God in your faith. Mm. So this is showing you when you're not in faith because you're not persuaded to do God's will. When I'm persuaded to do God's will, I'm in faith. 
and your faith starts to construct and frame your life, your, life, mm -hmm. your purpose. What is it that you need to frame? Because this structures it. Your faith does. What you can't see, the invisible. You are so right because in this teaching, it makes me go back to when I said I would never go to church mm -hmm. versus being filled or the plan of salvation mm -hmm. for my life. Mm -hmm. And then it started to frame my relationship with God and my understanding. Mm -hmm. And one of the very fundamental things that I knew that I had to do is come to church. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I could hear. Yeah. And while I'm hearing, I'm framing. Amen. That's good. It's excellent. I, I'm telling you, while I'm hearing, I'm framing. Amen. Yeah. From the mouthpiece that's mm. that's speaking into mm. my spirit. Now. Yes. Yeah. And I, I nobody was faith more comes by hearing faith by hearing and hearing, and hearing by, by the word of word. God. So there was nothing that more religious than a Jehovah Witness. Mm. So can't nobody tell me about, you know, it, but, I, but I saw the discipline that they had. Mm. But I saw the discipline that the church didn't have. So I'm looking at a different lens than y'all, unless you grew up like me. Um, and, and I saw that. And, and, but what you're saying is mm. really just making me think this is what I was doing, framing mm. where my faith is, what, what I'm doing, like what I'm doing right now. Right, yeah. Faith comes by hearing. And, hearing by and when you faith. don't hear, faith has not come. Right. Right. And this is what we, we think we can fill our car up one time and I can drive it for the duration of my mm -hmm. life for my mm -hmm. car. And you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So how I fill my, my spirit up is with the word, with prayer, mm -hmm. and the presence of God, the fellowship with y'all. All of these things I'm framing still. Right. I'm, I'm still framing. This is why it's easy for your structure to fall mm -hmm. because you haven't been framing it. Right. Good. It's real easy. When I don't come to fellowship, That's right. I'm taking out the nails out yeah. of my structure. Yeah, or I'm yeah. putting a crack in my foundation mm. because my foundation was wrong, laid wrong. Right. So my, I, had to, I had to redo my whole foundation when it comes to God. Right. First, I had to acknowledge that I didn't know God. Mm -hmm. What, I, okay. what mm -hmm. I, I saw as a prime example of this is that even at our former um, place of worship, because we were not only hears of the word of God, we're doers of the word of God. And through a message that was taught, because we would, we would buy every CD, not only Man, buy it, but listen to it. We had, I mean, we had tons of, it was just, it was crazy, outrageous. I mean, we were like, <laughs> people would crack. I mean, couldn't wait till they finished. Uh, I had about 2,000 CDs, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. See, but we really listened to it. So the thing about it, Beyond. you really need to listen and re-listen and re-listen to, and, and then we give, it, we give it free. Free. We had they to pay free. for it. And I'm like, well, maybe we need to set some price on things. Stuff free and people won't even listen to <laughs> it. I don't know. <laughs> but but you, you're so right. Y'all need to get this teaching. If you're struggling in your walk or your relationship, this is the key. You need, I would go to work. I have my own office. I can Let work me finish this, Pastor, because this is about, this is about you. Okay. All right, it, okay. They want to <laughs> get that in. It's about, it's about, about framing. Yeah, it's about framing. And I have to use the example that when we were, we were at our, our foreign place of worship, and because you're hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God, and then but we were applying the word of God, and you had gotten laid off. And I remember the topic that was being taught all uh, during that week that he got laid off, Al. It was inner image. <laughs> inner image. Yep. His business was birthed out of that topic. That's made my company, inner image design. Inner image design. And the thing mm -hmm. about it is that what happened, and I, I, I love it because when you got laid off less than three days, first of all, we went to celebrate because God going to do something really terrific here. And then I think like um, Dave was saying is that you, you call God work, you bring his word back up to him. And we said, Lord, Amen. God, we're tithers. And then your word, you said that, you know, he haven't seen the righteous forsaking or begging bread. And wait a minute. Now, we are not one who have tithes. Meaning past it. No, that's what we do. Now when, and that's what we do. We do it earnestly. So there's no way that we're going to be 
you know, be out your seed in the ground so I can call it back up in the time for a harvest of my seed that I've sown. And I'm just, and I'm just in my calling. Right, amen. You it, can't have 40 acres and don't plant no seed and expect a harvest to be out there. You can't do it. But it's supernatural, mom. This mm, is what we're talking. This is yeah, part of the supernatural. supernatural. Now, I don't need to act in my carnal mind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be depressed. Right, right, right. I'm going to come home and shoot everybody, do all this kind of, this is what happens. This is what happens. When you are, when God, when money is your God, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Depression sets in. It sure does. And I guarantee you didn't have the load that I was carrying. So depression sets in, but you got to start up. Now I need to, my, my spirit now got to operate. My spirit now got to operate and I need to engage in that. And mm -hmm. you're so right. But, but that point I was making is mm -hmm. that I was framing it. Yeah. Because I was hearing, listen, this, this is when I was framing it. Yeah. Eight years before it happened. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did y'all hear that? Yep, eight years. I didn't wait till my job got, I got all laid off, and mm -hmm. then now I need to seek God. Let me find that scripture, what it says. No, I was framing it eight years before. Yeah, hearing. Because I would listen to the word, just like I was going to work and work eight hours a day. Yeah. I had the word going on in my ear eight hours a day, what yes, I was learning. Did. Yes, he did. So when that thing came up, now the, not the enemy come in like a flood, now the spirit of God yes. comes in like a flood yes. and takes over. So y'all got it wrong. See, but in, 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 I guarantee each and every one of you are going to go through that if you are a Christian. Sometime, on point, in your life, in that right now, it's going to happen. You, you don't put your security in your job. Don't you do it. I don't care if you're in the armed force. Don't put your security in that job. Put your security in the kingdom. Amen. That's what you need to Amen. do. And, I'm, Pastor, not only that were you... You're reading and you're oh, inhaling man, the word of God. But he was a and is a man of prayer. And I was like, I will wake up in the middle of the night. You have to go to the bathroom. And this, I'm tripping and falling because he is on the floor praying right at the foot of the bed. And this is something that you, you want to. Your life has to be a life of prayer and just be dedicated for the things of God. But anyway, um. It's just so awesome how we have to frame. So before I go into the other part That's of so really um, the domains here, I want to talk about the anointing, which is not listed there because it is it coexists it coexists inside of faith. Your anointing does. So anointing domain. This is what it does. It's a covering. It's protection. No matter no matter what you go through, what you're experiencing, it protects you. It's a covering. It's a divine enablement for us to accomplish God's purpose on this earth by teaching us God's way and conforming us to his likeness. So if you're in faith, the anointing is conforming you to the likeness of God. Oh, that is so good. I could go on. Again, the anointing is a covering, a protection. It's a divine enablement for you to do what God has called you to do. Feel like I'm not equipped. I can't do it. Uh, I, I don't know how to pray. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read scripture. He has already put it in you, the ability. He has empowered you to Good do God. his divine call. <laughs> you're right. You can't do it. You, you're not able to do it, except that he has anointed you to do it. So you're well able now, Mom. Not only able, but you're well able. Mm. So the anointing is like in the Old Testament, it's the smearing on. Mm -hmm. And they had to anoint David before he did what he did. But he anointed yeah. him way before he went through all his trials and his enemies yes. and everything. But he was anointed uh, way before then. Yeah, you were God. called out. You and were the, called and chosen before you were born in your mother's womb. You were anointed before you were born in your mother's womb. You were called out generations, generations before you. you were even born to do what you're doing now. You. You were called you. out. You that are sitting in those chairs. You. I'm talking about from the oldest to the youngest. You. Amen. Amen. You got that right. You were <laughs> called out to do his very work of the gospel. You were called out to witness. You were called out to set people free and to help people be delivered. You were called out with that anointing. God the Almighty. enablement and the power to do that is inside of you. That's all within your faith. Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> this is 
Jesus and you're preaching and you're teaching people to know what part of the fivefold am I? Faith. (laughs) 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 Bishop, (laughs) apostle, what part of the fivefold? I want to find out. Faith. Because when it gave us faith, that was the ability to witness, to preach, and to teach. The, the anointing flows through that faith. Yes. My God. It's like the canopy, as you said, the covering. It, it's the canopy. And the Spirit of God moved on yes. his creation. Amen. God got you. Amen. Oh, my God. Did y'all get that? So that's what's over you. Okay. The glory domain. Jeez, I can't take it. The glory domain is this assembly. It's the presence of God. It's the weight of the fullness of God. It's simply he is. And that's a, I pray that there a revelation that's given to you, he is. Mm. And, and we were playing that song that was just describing Ooh. all of what we can even think that he is. I mean, he's our warrior. I mean, he is our peace. He is our salvation. And all, he's our he righteousness. Is. He Deliver. is. He is your wealth. He's your prosperity. Good he God. is. So you have all this in the glory domain. God himself works with you doing the work directly himself, void of your, void of your faith. So when mm. you're in the glory, you're, you're void of your faith. faith. You, he doesn't need your faith now because he is on the scene and he's doing the work himself. <laughs> okay, so we're going to briefly Show just go because we're, we're, at, we're at our time. We, we're at our time, so... We, the supernatural mm-hmm. uh, domains of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So faith, faith again, it is our, it's our tool as a spirit. This is how we communicate. This is how we live. This is how we create. We create from the invisible. We, we structure and we frame from the invisible with the anointing and the empowerment from God to do it. Not our own power, what we don't see. You, you have the ability to cause what's impossible to be possible. So you get to in call your them faith. things that be not as, as they were. were. So when you're in were. faith, you're in the present, which is now. This really depicts the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-mm. And this really depicts God himself. This depicts really the outer court, then the inner court. And then the holes of holy. You didn't know that was faith, there, did you? glory, and then the holes of holy eternity. This represent the fullness of God, and also the ark of the covenant. How it's designed. See now, faith is good. It has its purpose, but you can't declare from there. You can't bring things forth from faith. You can only frame and faith. You structure things, an outline of what it is to be. Mm. So it's the present. It's now. Faith is now. That's what the word of God says. Faith is now. But now when you get to glory, glory is the really tricky part because glory brings you into a period of time. This is why the glory moves and it doesn't stay. This is why you have to discern what time it is. Amen. Is this the revealed time of the manifested glory? From glory to glory, we go from glory to glory. And if that's, if that's the case, it means that it moves. Mm-hmm. Jacob said, I, when, I, he has, when he awoke, he said, truly the presence of the Lord was here and I didn't know it. Meaning that now it's gone. Mm-hmm. It has to be a, a revealed <laughs> Period in time when glory is. And when glory, when glory manifests itself, we need to declare. you got to open up that mind. We need to bring forth what is not. And when you bring forth what is not, you bring it into time. You lock it into time. So when, when the presence is here, the glory of God, you have to discern what it is so you can catch it. Because it doesn't stay on the <laughs> earth. <laughs> The glory does not stay (laughs) unless it's claimed. It has to be claimed by a believer. Now it's yours. So once you claim in the glory, 
You declare in the glory. You bring things forth in the glory. You lock it into time and you cause it to be in the past. It's recorded, it's recorded in time, which makes it now part of the past. And he requires that which is past to repeat itself. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. mom had you. you yeah, mom, I got a question for you. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, oh, don't forget your thought, mom. So I want you to be able to see faith being now, which is present. And then you see here time. And then you can see outside of that, it's going to be past. Because in the glory, when you declare, you place it in time so you can have it on the earth. Because being we're on the earth, we're, in, we're, locked, we're locked inside of time, right? That's right. That's so you right. have to bring it from eternity into time. And then when you bring it out of eternity into time, it's then recorded in history, which is the past. So I have, I have now the fullness of God. You should have what you this say. shows you the manifested glory of God because that's all of what he encompassed. He is the the present, the past, and the future. So with an eternity, there is no space or time in the or spirit distance. or distance. Mm. So when things happen for you, it's like you dream. And you can't place when it really happened. <laughs> Come on. You're when did this really happen? Because it feels like I'm dreaming. Good God. And you lose a sense of time, time because you've entered into eternity and you call out from the glory. You declare, you start to declare, you start to bring things forth. You start to take possession of, Cindy, things that are in the spirit because he said, pray like this, our father, which is in heaven. We have to pray from a heavenly perspective. What is on earth, I'm praying it to be, what's on, in heaven, I'm praying it to be on earth. You're praying his kingdom. I'm praying his kingdom on earth. earth. I'm praying eternity oh. into time. Oh. I Jesus. have to get eternity to invade time. time. My God. Y'all going to have to get, y'all going to have to listen to this at least four more times. Structure. Frame the invisible with your faith. You have power to do that. You have faith-filled words, and when you speak them, they cause a response <laughs> to the glory. And then you declare, because the Father says, I hear you. He come, he manifests himself. Now to catch it and to take possession of it, you have to claim it. Claim it as your possession. It belongs to me. It has to be as sure as your car is yours and someone tried to go and steal it. You know, you go out behind them and get it, whatever. Or they tried to take your child. Their child belongs to me. I'm not, I'm going to get my what's mine. I'm claiming and I'm in hot pursuit of my possession. You're not confessing that that's your son or your daughter. Well, I'm not, no, it's not a confession. It's not a this confession. is a declaration. I'm making it known. It's a public notice. That this belongs to me. You better declare it to the prince and of darkness. And for us, it, it is. It's, it's a, a notice to heaven and also hell I bear witness that this them. is my possession. Ah, glory to God. What are y'all declaring? Mm. Faith. Mm. Structure of the invisible. Jesus. Which is the now. But you don't realize it's now. That's why you're dismayed and depressed, because you don't see it. But this is why he says, and the glory perceive. That's right. Don't see. Perceive. It's something when it comes to perceiving. And different in seeing is with my natural eye. But when I perceive is not with my natural eye. It's what I know but I don't know how I know it. There you go. Go ahead. I just know it. I just know I'm going to be delivered. I just know I'm going to have a healthy marriage. I just know that my man of God 
He's going to be here within the next 12 months. I just know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you. I just know. This is, the, this is perception, but it has to be at a revealed period in time. At a certain period in time when the glory, the manifested glory is upon us. And you are the ones who created. You just made a declaration. It's not outside of you. I got you. And they see what God's going to do. He's going to allow Diane to start to see. Mm. Not, not just see again. Because he said what well, John. John said, I looked again. I looked. And the heavens. And this is like a curtain that opened up. And he had a vision. He had revelation. So really it's a veil that's over like your eyes. Scroll. Mom, Darius. It's a veil that's, that's over right. your eyes. And you can't, you're hearing the word of God. But you're not understanding the word of God. You can't perceive the word of God. So you can't receive the things of God. So when you start perceiving the things of God, the veil and tradition and the things of man will be removed from you. And you'll be able to, heaven will open up and you will perceive and know. And then you won't know how, Jesus. but you know that you know. All and right. it's mine and I take possession of it. Good God Almighty.